Thought Bubble Audio. Hi, and welcome to Batwoman TV Talk, your weekly podcast following the adventures of Ryan Wilder in the CW's hit show, Batwoman. I am Palmer, and with me, as always, is Tony Ann. Say hi, Tony Ann. Hello, how are you? Uh, I'm all right. How about yourself? I am fantastic. Is your week going good? It is. Well, that's good. And the episode of Batwoman made me feel even better because I love winning. I mean... I don't think anybody won in the episode. I mean, if you're a fan of Ryan and Sophie having a romantic relationship and have seen it building all season long, to finally get acknowledgement and confirmation of that, I call that a major win. Mm, I think you watched a different episode than me. No, I'm pretty sure I watched the episode that aired. Mm, and... I don't know. We'll we'll find out, because I don't... <laughs> I don't particularly think you did. Which time will tell. So, we are going to talk about Season 3, Episode nine. 9, Meet Your Maker. And we start off uh, with two people um, gutting fish right next to a sign in a lake that says, Catch and Release. Uh, <laughs> this is sort of an on, which was sort of an on, what is happening here? Yeah. Uh, and then uh, some vines come up out of the water, grab them, and uh, drown them. And then moments later, Poison Ivy comes comes out out of the water in the uh, promo shot that we've seen, which was, I think, one of the first promo... I think that was one of the first like promo pictures they released of her. Her was, coming. The action shot was so cool. It really was, and it reminded me a lot of... Um, like Friday the Thirteenth, Jason coming out of the wa- you know coming out of the lake, it was a very it was a very like like horror monster movie. Yeah, it was slash very, it was very eerie open. and creepy, but not mm-hmm. overly so. I loved it. Right, like, shots shot like that are just so cool, and like the way it was done was so awesome. I loved it so much. Yep. So she comes out of the water and she, she kind of collapses, and. We have Renee coming in shot, trying to find out what's wrong, and we find out that Poison Ivy doesn't have all of her power, and she was hoping, like, the the water would revive her or, like, bring her back to normal, and it didn't. Uh, and then it goes right into the – it goes right into the Batwoman logo, uh, which was – you know, I – I did. I did really like the scene. Her coming out of the water. It was really good. What? Did it feel really short? Like the opening was like really short into the into the title, or was that just me? Uh, kind of. But I honestly, it might have been a little bit shorter than most. But I honestly think it's because it had a lot of like action piece. Yeah. You know, so, so it went really fast. So even yeah. if it was normal, it didn't feel it. Yeah, but I agree because uh, as I was. Re- one of the rewatches that I did, I like looked away for a second, and then when I looked back up, it was at the logo, and I was like, "Huh, we're already at this point." Okay. After the logo, we see Ryan at the grave of her adopted mother, talking to her, trying to get some guidance. You know, she's feeling a little overwhelmed, and she can't get out of her head with everything going on between, you know, Luke getting shot, everything that's happening to Mary. And, like, she's just feeling very, very overwhelmed. Yeah, very overwhelmed. Yeah. Over at the, over at Renee's office, we have Sophie looking at the joy buzzer and Luke doing chin-ups without a shirt. (laughs) Because this is, this is the reminder that we air on the CW. Yep. Uh, In case you ever forget, random shirtless. Yep. And Sophie uh, wanted to call HR. She was pretty sure that it was an HR violation. I I did I did like their conversation while he was boxing though, like because that like Sophie Luke is not a combo we get often, mm-hmm. and I kind of really like it. Yeah. So Sophie kind of figures out that there's something going on with Luke that he's not talking about, so she's trying to pry it out of him. But we don't really get a we don't really get to find out what it is. This like the the beginning 
let's see, we're, we're at about five, we're, we're just under five minutes of this episode so far. The beginning, like, few minutes was just, like, a lot of short scenes, it felt like. Yeah, I think because, I think it was a lot of short stuff to kind of, to kind of set some, like, set up where we were emotionally, because then we got a lot of really good long scenes later in the episode, so it felt like they were trying to balance it out a little bit. Yeah. So from there, we go to another short scene of Jada in her office, uh, and Diggle comes walking in as we find out that uh, Jada had asked Diggle for help with uh, with with Marcus to try and to try and uh, help him or to help her. And, and I, I don't know if we want to talk about this here or in the scene, in a couple scenes later, but my God, did they! Ah, uh, they did. It was it was nice to see. For once, chemistry on this show. Oh, I, I, I've seen it many, many times before, but not quite that blatant. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll talk about the scene where it really uh, presented it and we get there. Yeah. There was one scene where it was like, whoa, okay. Because um, I had seen my entire Twitter timeline talking about the chemistry last night. And sometimes my Twitter timeline can kind of hype things up. Right. And it, it doesn't it doesn't always eat the hype when I actually watch it. Mm-hmm. This time it did. They were not underselling it because my god. <laughs> yeah. We also find out that Diggle was in Gotham on other business, but he doesn't say he doesn't say what. So he just asked, you know, he just knows that Jade had asked to see him, so he was already in town on business, so he stopped by back over to the park. We have Pam and Renee standing standing out in the middle of a clearing, and Pam was hoping that the sun would revive her, and that's not working. And she feels that something's wrong, and that her energy is depleting is depleting very quickly. And she and, said she thought the water would too, right? And it didn't. Yep, right. The water didn't. The sunlight didn't. And Renee's like, yes, but can we talk about like what happened to those fishermen? And Poison Ivy's just like, uh. The lake is catch and release. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 I love the fact that that was her, like, that was her, uh... uh her reasoning, I know. Yep, her, and, her alibi. Like, uh, the sign said catch and release. They didn't and, catch and release. And my thing, Renee, this whole episode is, what, did, did you expect her to change? My problem with Renee this entire episode is Pam deserves better. What do you mean? Like, she deserves someone who loves her unconditionally and doesn't want to change her. Which, I I mean, I, under, I understand Renee having an issue killing people. Like, that makes complete and total sense. I don't have a issue there. But you knew what she was capable of. It's why you helped Batman desiccate. Right, but so it's not like she's just she... killing random people. The lake was catch and release like yes i know but there are other ways she could have handled it that did, did not have to be so <laughs> violent but my thing is did you think that her violent tendencies would disappear after being desiccated for a decade i mean like, she could have mellowed out uh, yeah no that would have intensified her violent tendencies not made them disappear so I just Renee was one giant logic fail for me this episode, and I was like, "What are you doing?" I mean, I also I also asked that question with her choice of hats. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't see any like breath coming out of their mouth, so it doesn't look like it's that cold. So like Renee looks like she's ready for like winter, and Poison Ivy's like in summer mode. So I have I no I, idea I, what time of year it is. I think it was supposed to be winter, especially with how dreary it actually outside, but I don't think the actual Vancouver temperatures were cooperating at the time that they filmed this. I mean, it's Gotham. It's always Gotham is like Forks from Twilight, okay? No, I know I get that, but drearier if I don't know if that's a word, but it seemed more and technically they weren't in Gotham. They were outside of Gotham. True. So they have a back and forth about how Renee, you know, was beating herself up that that she helped Batman and she betrayed Poison Ivy. And Poison Ivy's like, oh, I'm so sad for you while I was spending a decade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I loved this fight. Like, 
there was a lot of like it was here it was with luke it was kind of all throughout this episode there was a lot of emotional moments and not i mean there was action too like there always is but there were a lot of emotional beats played in this episode that i really really liked and it started for me here back over to renee's uh office we have uh, we have um Ryan coming in with coffee for for Luke and none for Sophie and she just sits she just sits down like sipping her coffee looking at She's Sophie ignoring Sophie and it is hilarious yeah because as I mean she's so angry and jealous like she doesn't even know what to do and so she ignores she ignores Sophie on the way in. She sits down. She hands Luke a paper that talks about the fishermen that drown. And Sophie's just like, so you're just going just gonna to ignore me? Like, that's that's what we're doing here? <laughs> I, re- like, I, I really love Sophie this season. I don't know if I've really had a chance to say that, but, like, Sophie's entire vibe this season, I just, I kind of love it. Like, they're kind of leaning, like, they're kind of using her a little bit more comedically, too. Like, so, mm. so much of her line delivery is, like, so hilarious that I end up laughing right out loud. And they've never really done that with Sophie before this season, and I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. So we find out what's been going on, uh, aside from the fishermen, there was also uh, an attack at a pesticides plant and a couple other things. Um eco-terrorist related so sophie goes off to try and you know figure out figure out what's going on at a computer to try to triangulate the locations i believe is what she said yeah and ryan and luke uh have a small conversation about a uh about a gun about a dark gun that that Luke wants to use on Poison Ivy until they can, you know, to slow her down until they can recreate the desiccation serum. We then go into the, we go further into the office with Sophie looking into the triangular location, and it's in the middle of a national park. And Ryan's like, all right, looks like we're going to a park. And Sophie's like, have you never seen a horror movie? She's like, it, it, my favorite line was like, black black people don't write those movies. It's, I mean, it's true. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Like, I just, so fun. Uh, we come back from commercial and we're over at Jada's office where Jada is filling Diggle in on what has been going on with Marcus. And she's like, you know, it's been getting worse. And that's why I called you. So she wants to hire him as head of her security detail. And he's like, I already have a job. Like, I and got. We apparently learned that he used to work for them before. Yep. I feel like is new information. Uh, I mean, probably. I don't. I don't see why we would have known that prior to that. I'm one. So, so he he turns down the offer, and he's like, but, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and help you while I'm here. So he's yeah, like, was, it, was this the scene where they talked about the buzzer, or was that later? Uh, it's it's the scene. That's what I was getting to. So basically, he's like, have you you know have you thought about how to how to help him? And she says, every neurologist he she's seen says that another shock from the joy buzzer could you know should set him right again. Which to me, it's hilarious. It's like he didn't control the lead on his brain. I don't know, something about that was just... I mean, yeah. And so Diggle is saying, you know, Diggle is like, well, you know, I've been I've been following the I've been following the the news from the city and you had all these things pop up from Batman's past enemies, Killer Croc, Mad Hatter, Mr. Freeze. So he's like, you know, I'm thinking that somehow a collection got a you know, got out into the open and maybe that's where the joy buzzer is. I love that Diggle figured that out. Yeah. Now I'm wondering if Diggle is the is the employee that stole from Jada. See. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because now we know. Now we know. Like Diggle worked for Jada. But here, and... but see, and and I had the same thought, and it made me wonder if he was Ryan's father. It's possible. But the only reason I discounted that theory is 
they were talking about Ryan, and he knows that she's his daughter. Like he knows that she's her daughter, and right. he's he's not putting it together that that could be his child. Like that. Right. I yes, I agree. Um. So a couple things there. One, he might not know. He might not know. Um. She was pregnant at the time. Yeah, but he can do the math. I mean, we saw how quickly he deduced where the joy buzzer would be. You don't think it, you don't think having, cause he's met Ryan or at least knows of Ryan and seen what she looks like. It, knowing that Ryan is her mother, if the, if the timing and the, and the age was right, he could have very easily done the math and asked her. And the fact that he didn't, and the fact that they were so calmly discussing her tells mm-hmm. me that he's not her father. Okay. I, I, and I agree like in, in the sense of in in the world of like your logic is sound the logic <laughs> like the logic flows however i would i would put a caveat in this of that it wouldn't be outside the realm of possibility for the writing to do that just because they want to make it look like a surprise down the line i hope not i mean I feel like because as we said, they have chemistry. Like you start seeing it, you start seeing it in the in the office, and much more so later. Way much more so later, because uh, when we yeah, and that and and the scene later is where is where they've established that they've at least had a relationship. Now, the one thing I do question is: Are we sure that Mark that Marcus's father is who we think it is? No, we're not sure of anything. So that was that was my thought that maybe Marcus is his But again, father. like he he talk he talks about Marcus the same way he talks about Ryan. Like he doesn't he doesn't use like our son or any any parental terms. But there's a reason that there's a reason that she called John and- because apparently he was head he was a part of their security detail at least some sort but prior to him going off to central city or wherever city arrow was um it seems like his his past was in gotham working for jada now even in even in arrow at the beginning he was a bodyguard for oliver queen right so yeah it's it makes sense that he was probably jada's bodyguard or her husband's bodyguard or some sort of bodyguard for the company back then yeah no that definitely does make so and so that's why she calls him like she knows she knows about his abilities and like jada's not dumb like she would have kept like she's gonna keep tabs on people she knows so she probably knows like he he now works for argus or he he's got more experience than just like security guard like he has connections and and background now that she might that he might be able to help her out yeah it was just very very interesting and i mean i wouldn't be opposed diggle being either one of her kids father honestly mm-hmm. um i actually kind of would love it because i would love to see him more and to have a presence and he really does kind of fit in the batwoman's pretty well like mm. whenever he shows up he just kind of slides right in and it kind of feels like it works I will say I I feel like he he fit better in this episode than he did last time. True. Uh but also, yeah, I thought so. There was there was a thing not too long ago. Let me uh it doesn't it doesn't show. I there was a um there was a thing not too long ago about uh a possible TV show called Justice You. Yeah, I saw that. So and John uh, Dick, and it would be John's school, right? Uh yeah, more than likely or it, he would have something to do with it. And that you know, given the fact that we know why he was in Gotham originally, it makes it a little, you know, makes it a little bit more sense. Um so I don't know if he'll be able to I don't know if he'll be able to be on be on the show that much, but um yeah, I I would say right now like the odds of him being Ryan's father maybe 50-50. Yeah. Uh as far as Marcus's father, 
I would say like seventy thirty against. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past a swerve that that she even like she kept Marcus, uh, Marcus's father hidden. Um, and it's just weird. Like she would choose to keep Marcus if it wasn't her husband's kid. Yeah. Um, but I'm, you know, maybe we'll get more information on that because it could just be like a timing thing. Like if she was, if she was seeing, we'll just say Diggle for, for lack of a, lack of anybody else. So if she was having an affair on her husband with Diggle and she got, and she got pregnant with Marcus, she could still pass it off as, as her husband's kid. Then maybe say if her that... her and her husband were like in a separation period when she got pregnant with when she got pregnant with Ryan and that made it harder for her to conceal as her husband's child yeah it just it depends yeah so so there you go we've we've figured everything out already back over to the back over to the park Renee and Poison Ivy are by the lake and Renee is lighting candles for some reason outside and laying them down. And she's talked about how she, you know, read a book about how, how like the slightest kind of things affect plants, uh, reverberations in the wind or, or anything. And so they're gonna, they're gonna try and see if that helps, uh, poison ivy, uh, I I honestly don't know why the candles are there because it's not like it's a voodoo magic spell, like this is just <laughs> this is just like a natural occurrence and maybe it's a way to track the wave. Maybe maybe they're using the the movement of the flames to track the to track the sound waves and it's a way to try to maybe I'm just look I'm just saying candles outside not the most practical thing. No, definitely not. But maybe that maybe they were trying to like because. Was this the scene where they were talking about Mary? Yes, a little bit. So maybe because because they because Ryan and Luke and Sophie say later that they were using like sound like sound waves and stuff. That was how Poison Ivy found them. Mm. So maybe this was the start of that. Yeah, Poison Ivy talks about her how her sporling um, affected Mary like a battery without a plug, and. Ivy's like, if I can draw her near, maybe she'll revive me. So they're trying to they're trying to reach out using the natural world to get Mary to come to them. So we see them we see them trying to connect, and you have this wind when the blow, wind blows the leaf, and the leaf uses is uses a nice transition from this scene to out to Gotham or Metropolis, where Mary is handing Alice a coffee that was gotten free of charge while we see Alice looking at the paper and we and she knows that Poison Ivy is back. And she's worried. She Right. She hasn't has a, said it yet, but it's all over her. Yes. So Mary tries to convince Alice to go with her to Santorini for an all inclusive vacation. And Alice is like, Why Santorini? And Mary's like, cute bikinis and like the face Alice makes <laughs> And Alice is like, nope. So they get back into the car, although Alice says that she's going to be in charge of the music because she doesn't want to spend two hours listening to boy bands sing about condiments. <laughs> which I assume is a reference to a song that I don't know. I was trying to figure out, I mean, the only thing I could, I could come up with was Watermelon Sugar by Harry Styles, but the condiments, are, I don't know. I mean, sugar is a condiment. That was literally the only thing I could come up with. Yeah. Mary gets a headache, causes her to drop her coffee, and from there we go to Ryan, Sophie, and poor, poor Luke <laughs> in the back seat while Sophie is driving, and Sophie and Ryan are still... Baby. Basically having a lover's quarrel without having the benefit of being lovers. Are arguing, yep, again, still. <laughs> like, this is just last season all over again. It's, no, it's different, though, because it's entirely different. Like, uh, 
this is Ryan is coming from a place of jealousy. Ryan is coming from a place of crazy. Yes, because she's jealous. The fact that Sophie had a thing with Renee and that Sophie couldn't see that Renee was using them is driving her crazy and she's lashing out. I mean, yes, Renee was using them, but I'm, uh, yeah, no, Renee was using them. However, I, I don't think Renee, like, slept with Sophie. No, I don't think she did either. I'm to do just, that. I'm, yeah, that was just a fringe benefit. I'm just saying that Ryan is having a very hard time dealing with the fact that Sophie and Renee were a thing. And that is where all of these issues stem from. I mean, I don't know why. It's not like, you know. The, you do Mr. know why. Mr. You, Sophie was there. I didn't see her getting upset about Mr. Sophie. She wasn't on the scene when Mr. Sophie was a um, Well, I'm pretty sure we saw Mr. Sophie once last season. No, we didn't. He was gone. Well, all right. So while they're arguing, and poor Luke is listening to this in the back, uh, a guy comes running onto the road. And Sophie almost hits him. Luckily, Luke, you know, points points and calls the, to the attention of this guy. They stop. Ryan and Luke get out to help him. And apparently he was being chased by Poison Ivy, who has branches that reach out and grab uh, Sophie's car. With Sophie still in it. With Sophie still in it. Sophie grabs her bag and... Which apparently makes... was the bat's... Yes, grabs her bag and gets out of the car safely. They go running down to the person's truck as this person is kind of injured. He's kind of limping along. And they get to his truck, look for a way to help him. And as they're doing that, Poison Ivy grabs him and then kills him. That's it. Dead. Yeah. So then Ryan... Luke and Sophie go running into a cabin in the woods. Mm, A cabin in the middle of the woods. The start of every horror movie ever made. Yep. (laughs) They get in there, and they shut the door behind them, and Sophie just looks around, and she's like, okay, now what? (laughs) Uh, A cabin in the woods. Oh, this is this isn't going to end well. No, it's not, but some very interesting things happened in that cabin. Yeah, murder. We come back from commercial, and Sophie was going around gathering what she could find in the cabin to figure out what they had for tools on hand, and Luke is just hammering away at the door, has like three of the skinniest boards in front of the door ever. Yeah, I, whenever whenever people like put boards like that on the door, not gonna do anything. Uh, it depends on how big the boards are. These boards absolutely not gonna do a thing, especially since there's only three of them. So, yeah. so he's hammering ferociously at the door, and Sophie's like, uh, Luke, like, you want to tell us what's going on? And Luke's like, Well, my dad's right. I'm not a hero. Yeah, this was a really great scene. One of my favorites um, of the episode where we kind of got some really great point of view from Luke here because he went on this whole thing about how this is all, like, it all traces back to him. They lost the dark gun because of him. They lost Mary because of him. Like, he is finally admitting everything that's been bothering him, and I feel like now that he was able to say it, He's mm. able to let it go. Because Sophie and Ryan were like, um, you're not the only one who's messed up. We all missed what was happening with Mary. Sophie missed that her girlfriend was using us. Like, they were all... Like, I mean, here's the thing. No, Ryan doesn't even... Like, Ryan just says, you know, you know how you're on the path to being a hero. You fail. And instead of, like, taking any responsibility, she's like, look at Sophie. She goes around and sleeps with a woman, and she worked security, you know, for years and couldn't even tell that her girlfriend was playing us. And that's when Sophie finally was like, and look, Ryan's the team detective and couldn't figure out there was something wrong with her roommate. And Ryan's like, yep, see, we all screw up. Yeah. (laughs) I also love the look on Sophie's face after... After saying that, too, because she's like, ha I finally got you back. Yeah, I was like, 
it was just a really good scene all the way around. Yeah. So she's like, here's all the stuff that I got from the cabin. So you need to find another way to take her down. And Luke's like, all right, I'll figure this out. He goes off to try and figure this out. We go back to Renee and Poison Ivy, who Poison Ivy comes walking into their tent with the gun and a bloody nose. And Renee's like, well, you didn't find Mary, but, you know, what happened? And Poison Ivy's like, hey, how did Batwoman know where we would be? To which Renee is like, tell me what you did. She's like, don't worry, they're fine. Yeah, she said, but don't worry, they're still alive. For now, yep. And then she's like, and she's like, you know, they're not bad people. <laughs> she's like, Batman trapped me for 10 years. And so he's like, you know, she's not Batman. And Renee again apologizes for the role that she played in it. And she's like, you know, I just want us to be able to leave Gotham behind and like us get on with our lives. Can't I alone be worth it? And Pam tells her she is. But they need to finish a couple things first. Was this the scene where they where they had the fight where she was like, I love you, but not the way that you need me to love you? Uh, no, that's that's the next one. That's the next one. OK. Yeah, that's that's their next fight. That's Pam, their next fight. Pam and Renee fight more than Sophie and Ryan. And that is saying something. Yeah. Now, from there, we go to Diggle and jada trying to break into renee's office because renee's not there and that's where we get the that's where we get the saucy eye contact between them yeah yeah Ooh, and that's what and during like an awkward pause where it looks like jada wants to kiss him he's like i got back with my wife and that that was my thing too because i i like they were like they was basically eye sex happening that's what i called it and i'm like the chemistry was so palpable and so real that he literally for no reason just said i got back together with my wife i mean <laughs> no he says it for a very obvious reason yeah no i know but i'm just saying it was just like real like the chemistry all oh, was leaping off the screen yeah and that's but, why like and he's like if i don't tell her that I'm married, I'm going to end up screwing her on this floor. That's basically yeah. what was about to happen. Yeah. You know, after rewatching that scene, I'm upping his I'm upping his odds to being Ryan's father to sixty five percent. Wow. Yeah. Like that's the most chemistry he's had with anyone, including his wife, on any of the shows that he's been on within the Arrowverse. Uh, I mean, to be fair, that's the most chemistry anyone's had on this show in a long time. You know, like, I, lo- I love it, but yeah, they're, the chemistry with Jada and John just hit different. Yeah. We go to Alice and Mary driving around with Mary, like, guiding Alice with her migraine to the point where, to the point where, like... Alice is trying to get Mary away from Gotham and Poison Ivy, and Mary's using her might, like, the direction her migraine feels better in to go in that direction, forcing Alice to pull off the road in the car, and she's like, I'm going this way, and that's when we find out, that's when Alice tells her, like, Poison Ivy's back, and Mary's upset that she didn't tell her, and she's like, well, I didn't want you to die. And that was so sweet, like... They're, like, Alice actually cares. Yes. I mean, she said so last week. No, but it, it's really nice to, like, actually see it. And they're, they're humanizing Alice in a believable way. Yes. Because it, we're seeing them bond and we're seeing her actually start to care. Mm-hmm. They're, they're actually showing us instead of just telling us that it's happening. And I really, really appreciate that. Yes. So Mary and Alice, after Mary, you know, kind of dissuades Alice's fears, they decide to go off and look for Poison Ivy. Over in the cabin, we have Sophie and Ryan having a drink over tequila, and Ryan thanks her for grabbing the bat suit. Oh, man, I love this convo so much. This conversation needed to happen. It, it does, because finally Sophie's like, what is your issue? What is your damage? 
Yeah. And Sophie called her out on it. She's like, I don't know if you like me. I don't know if you hate me. And then Ryan's like, well, I don't know what I want. And and Sophie's like, clearly, but you're you're also afraid of feeling something real and then blowing it. And they talk about how it felt like it feels like how they were last season, which I've been mentioning. And she and Ryan's like, well, you know, you thought I was a common criminal and now this. And Sophie's like, look, I quit my job because of what I've learned from you. You know, I'm trying to change. And Ryan, you know, Ryan is just inside of her head trying to figure out what's going on. And Sophie's like, well, what do you want? And Ryan doesn't say anything. And then Ryan, yeah, Ryan, I think Ryan said, I don't know what I want or something. And, no, she but... just she just stays silent. And then uh, a tree branch grabs Sophie and pulls her towards the fireplace. That tree branch had the worst freaking timing or the best timing. It depends on how you look at it. For me and my objectives, it was the worst. Coming back from commercial, we have Sophie trying to stop herself from getting sucked into the sucked into the fireplace from the branch, and we have Ryan kneeling down at the branch with a lighter. With with a small small lighter. And Luke comes out with a hose and backpack and shoots the vine and apparently salt and vinegar made it with her apparently and basically basically luke says you know poison ivy found them because all of the spores are like are like sensors to her so you know them making too much noise arguing walking heavy-footed was she was able to track them down so they, you know, Ryan's like, well, can you make up some more of the salt and vinegar stuff? And he's like, nope, can't do it. All out of salt. But the truck in the driveway has bags of ice melt, which is basically just salt. Yep. So they have to, someone has to go. Like, and so he's like, you want us to go out there, away from these walls. <laughs> Where poison ivy is. Outside of these walls. And Luke's like, all right, let's draw straws. And Ryan's like, I'm that woman. It wasn't that enthusiastic. It was more like, I'm Batwoman. I'll go. We have Mary and Alice pulling up parking. And Alice in the driver's seat looking for something to to protect them against poison ivy. So she's like flicking a lighter. Realizing that's not going to do it, and she finds a tire iron, and Mary's just like, "What are you doing?" She's like, "Um, we need some sort of protection." She's like, "You're not gonna, you're not gonna tire iron the person who woke me up." Was this the conver- Was this the scene where they had the conversation of like, "Why do we work?" Yes. So, <sighs> so, so Mary's good. like, "You know, why are you so jealous?" And Alice is like. You know, I'm worried about you winding up dead because the tickets to Santorini are in your name and that would ruin my spa retreat. And that's when Mary's like, you know, why do we work? You know, you killed my mom. I replaced you in the family. Clearly, Mary was the more evil one of the two. I'm, I'm, I'm ignoring that. And, she, <laughs> and she's like, despite, despite our baggage, we found the sister we were with. Yeah. She was like, why are we here? And she's like, probably because you dragged me out to deliverance country. <laughs> that line made me laugh. Yep. She's like, well, I think we found the sister we always wanted. I see the girl who just craves her freedom, and I love that you support me. And Alice is just like, aw. I, I really, really love this dynamic, and I hope that we get to keep this dynamic when Mary is Mary again and not Poison Mary? Right. So so Mary's like, all right. Well, tough beans. I'm older, so we're doing it my way. <laughs> and Mary's like, nope, I'm going to go alone. So she pheromones she pheromones uh, Alice, causing her to go to sleep. Out. Yep, knocks her out. Which uh, we didn't, we kind of glossed over earlier. Pam does the same thing to Renee when... I didn't even realize that she did that until... Yeah. Pam did the same thing to Renee when 
uh, when Pam's like, you know, we'll get out of Gotham, but there's stuff that I have to finish first. And then she pheromones Renee telling her not to move a muscle and that she's going to go kill Batwoman. Diggle and Jada, back over at Renee's office, are looking for evidence or any information on what's been going on. And they find the... They saw the corkboard that had all of, like, the the stuff about the, you know, the new Killer Croc and all that that Renee's been holding on to. <laughs> and Jada's like, you know, I broke into City Hall to try and to try and fix my my son and Diggle asks you know how did Ryan find her and she's like I don't know but I'm kind of happy she did and Diggle's like well you know maybe if you dropped your guard and opened yourself up to other possibilities you would find out that your worst nightmare might be the best thing that ever happened to you and then Jada randomly looks inside one of the drawers finds a small box with the joy buzzer in it yeah Here's my question. Why did Sophie enjoy Buzzer with her? Because Why they've did... been using that office as a base of operations. Wouldn't you... And I guess... And it's not like Renee's been back to really, like, nail her on it, so... I mean, it's not bad that they have the Buzzer, because the Buzzer's going to be what potentially saves Marcus. But it was just that it was like, why was it just left there? Mary starts wandering around the... Wandering around the forest alone, she comes across a child and... Oh no, she comes across Renee for some odd reason. Renee holding a gun, and Renee's like, I'm not going to let you find her. She shoots Mary with the dart, knocks out Mary, and then we go to commercial. And I was actually kind of surprised that that like Renee showed up that quickly. Um, Me too. I was... After, you know, after... Ivy, like, pheromoned her, and then she shows up, I was like, oh, so because she's not at, you know, she's not that strong, her pheromone isn't isn't working as well. When we come back from commercial, we're back inside the cabin. Luke's taking off the boards off the door. Ryan is suiting up as Batwoman because apparently she needs her suit to go outside. I mean, I get it. It protects her, but still, it's, I mean, it, was just, point, it was just it's... a weird thing. With Poison Ivy lurking, I would want all the protection in the world, so, yeah. yeah. So, she goes out while Sophie go gra- grabs the shotgun that's on the wall. Uh, Batwoman walks very gingerly over to the truck. We go over to a scene of a hunter and a kid walking at night in dark in the woods. There's nothing ever happens when that happens. They come across Mary. The hunter takes the dart out, tries waking up Mary. She wakes up, is startled, puts her hand up. A tree branch grabs the hunter and sucks him off into the darkness, and the kid goes running off. Back over Batwoman, walking over to the truck, coming up to the side of the truck, and then trying to reach over the side of the truck to grab the rock salt, to which Luke and Sophie are just like, what the fuck is she doing? Yeah. Sophie's like her arms are not long enough and Batman's <laughs> like I hear you <laughs> so uh, she goes she goes to the back of the truck undoes the gate goes quietly into the truck to grab the 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 ice melt and Luke's like if you can grab both bags that would be great and at that point I would have punched Luke in the face well she couldn't he was inside because no, he I was know. smart because I'm just like <sighs> Dude, you're still not being helpful right now. <laughs> they turn. She turns around, and the little boy's there, and she's like, Shh, little boy, don't say anything, and he, he just starts screaming, Batwoman, help! Poison Ivy's roots come out. Batwoman goes diving into the truck. Doesn't even go after the boy. Goes diving into the truck. The roots start to crush the truck, and that's when she tells Luke to start running and tells... Sophie to shoot the truck to blow it up. She's like, "Don't worry, the suit will protect me. Do it. You're the, you know, you're the best shooter that we have." Sophie shoots the truck, goes out in the flames just as Luke dives across and saves the boy. And he's like, "You saved me. You're a hero." And Luke's like, "Yeah, yeah, I am." That was a really sweet moment. It was. So we come back and we're still at the cabin. Luke's 
you know, got the boy inside, and he's like, don't worry, the park rangers are looking for your dad. I don't know how he talked to the park rangers, but let's let's not question that. <laughs> I just assume Luke did something techy and made it work. So, easily, and so he's calling out to Sophie, you know, have you found her yet? And she's like, nope, not yet. She's calling after Ryan. She finally finds her on the side of the truck. And like, I'm good, I'm good. Yeah, Ryan's like, I'm fine. And Sophie's upset. She's like, that's all you have to say is that you're fine. You almost died. And Ryan's like, she's too strong for us. We need a replica of Luke's gun. Yeah, Ryan, Ryan kind of had a moment where she spiraled in this scene. And she's like, you know what I want? I want to sleep. I am tired. I have a family that I didn't ask for trying to ruin me. I have one of Batman's old villains trying to dis- like destroy the kicked town. Kicked all of our asses. And kicked all of our asses. Like, I'm just tired. I need a moment. So, yes, at this moment in time, an explosion is preferable to what we have had right at this moment. And it was in that moment that, that the him. scene changed. No, no, yeah. no. She was saying no. that, and then we went from there to loot no, in front no. of a grave. Yeah, no. that's what happened. That is not what happened. That is what happened. I'm that watching it right now. You are willfully ignoring the kiss. What kiss? Ryan was spiraling. Right. Time. And then so, we got to Luke in front of a grave. Sophie kissed her no. and said, maybe that will take you out of your head. No, that and doesn't sound Sophie, like anything that happened. I think I'm, and, then, and then Sophie walked away, and Ryan was like, "Well, okay then." I'm pretty sure you watched a completely different show. Go into the Batwoman tag on Twitter, and you will see that there are thousands of people who watched the same episode that I did. The only one mass <laughs> mass hallucination. Listen, I was right, you were wrong, and you just don't want to admit yep. it. I'm I'm telling you that it didn't happen. I I am. I watched it on the CW, much to the delight of the Batwoman writers, apparently. I watched it on my DVR, and that scene was not on there. Yes, it was, because it was on my feed. You're just trying to ignore it because you don't want to admit that what I have been saying all season long is an actual thing now. My feed has risen. I have won. I think... What happened is you have taken some really heavy drugs. <laughs> no, I'm stone cold sober, trust me. Luke is in front of his father's grave, and pretty much telling his dad, like, hey, I'm ready to be a hero. So yeah, there. I love you, I miss you, but I've got to let, you know, you've, I've got to stop, you know, you've got to stop holding me back. I've got to stop worrying about what you would think. And I, I really did love this scene. You dead person, stop holding me back. It's uh, it's a weird is a weird thing, but yes, I I agree. The scene was good. It was him kind of like owning what was going on and saying, you know, everything kind of happens for a reason. It made me who I am. I'm ready for this. And Diggle's like, "Yep. Your father would be proud." And then so, when we find out what Diggle's other business was. Yes, so Luke hands Diggle back this box and says he couldn't open it and says, you know, how did you open it last time? And he's like, I didn't. So he's like, well, you know, maybe you need to figure out what happened then and maybe that'll open it. And to which Diggle says, hey, get a message to Batwoman. Jade is ready to fix her son. So and for Luke anyone... And like, um, weird. Like, how do you know what's <laughs> happening there? Yeah, so... um. If for some reason people watching the show never watched Arrow, kind of like me, although I do know, I knew what happened to Diggle. At the end of Arrow, Diggle came across a box that had the Green Lantern ring. Um, so everyone thought, like, at the end of Arrow, he was going to become a Green Lantern. But he turned it down, which was a lot of his, which was a lot of his story last season. Um, he's been feeling he because he was feeling a sickness. Right. An illness ever since he said no to being the Green Lantern, and yeah. so he's been, you know, he was kind of traveling all over trying to figure out what that was, what that was, and I don't remember if it was in the end of Arrow that we saw the thing open. Yeah. Or the end of one of the episodes last season. 
where he made a guest appearance, whether it was here or... No, we saw a flashback when he showed up, like, in the, um, in, like, the beginning last time on blah, 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 blah. Oh, in the previously on. Got you. Okay. Right. We saw that. However, um, I believe, I believe it's at the end of Arrow or it was at the end of Crisis. Um, but it was one of those two that that scene happens. I honestly don't remember because I didn't watch Arrow, but I've seen, like, the still shots of the scene. Yeah. But so, uh, so yeah. So that's what's in the box is the green is the Green Lantern ring. We go back to Renee and Pam arguing again because that's all they do. And yet I'm invested every single time. Poor Pam, and she's like, and <laughs> Renee's like, you know, I want you to love me. She's like, I was stuck alone in the dark. Without food, without sunlight, without water for ten years, what do you think kept me going? It was the thought of Renee. Exactly. And Renee just needs to get that through her head. And I get that she has an issue with Pam killing people. Completely understand it. My thing is, you knew what she was, and you woke her up anyway. So You could have left her, but you thought that all of that time was going to change her and now you're pissed that she did well i don't know what you were expecting i agree pam deserves better that's when mary just shows up behind renee and renee sees her and pam's like so are you gonna stand in my way or what and renee gets out of the scene pam and mary hold hands and this weird looking and this weird looking thing she starts to grab, you know, she, she holds Mary's face, and we have green fairy dust come <laughs> flying around them as she it kisses really her did. forehead. Like yeah, she kisses her forehead, and we kind of see her, we start to see her veins glow green. The camera sweeps around, and when it comes back, she's, like, fully restored. Like she... Did you expect Mary to have... Like, did you expect Mary to be normal again? Like, did you expect her hair to revert to being black and, like, her yes. to be herself again? Yes. Okay, I did, too. And when that didn't happen, I was like, huh, that's interesting. Well, we don't, well, I mean, yeah, she didn't, like, outwardly she didn't look different, but we don't know if she still has all that stuff. Because this is, like, because as the camera kind of sweeps around and we see, like, Poison Ivy is fully restored. Like, they had her in makeup to kind of you know, to kind of look like she was coming back from sickness, so, like, she was still kind of sick, um, to, like, like, full of, life you know... Life again. Yeah, full of life, full of blood, you know, kind of, like, blood rushing through to make her skin look its natural, you know, look a natural, alive color, and she yeah. looks very refreshed, and that's when the scene, that's when the scene in the episode end, so... While Mary outwardly doesn't look any different, we don't know if it affected her powers at all. True. I, cause I, expected, I expected her to completely transform into pre-Poison Mary. Uh, agreed. However, however, I think they did enough to show, like, like, Mary dyed her hair. Like, it wasn't just the, it wasn't just the, her getting cut with the poison ivy changed her hair color. So, we'll, we'll have to wait till probably next week to find out what's going on. Yeah. But that is uh, the end of the episode, which was pretty good. One um, of my favorites of the season, honestly. It, it, it was, it, even though there was action in it, it felt like it was driven a lot more by emotion, and I'm a sucker for those kind of episodes. Right. Um, I, I, I mean, it was a good episode. I don't, it's, I don't think I liked it as much as you did, but I didn't dislike it. Uh, I just think in a season that we've had so far, it was, you know, it was just a, it was a fine episode, a, a decent episode. It moved the story along, at least with Poison Ivy and Renee and everybody else. And Sophie and Mary, Sophie and Mary, good Lord, Sophie and Ryan. You're, not, you're right, with Alice, Sophie and Mary. And Alice and, and you know. And, and Alice, Alice and Mary world. and Poison Ivy and Mary, basically everybody and Mary. Yeah, like every everybody just kind of had some interesting, yeah, emotional growth or closure this episode that really really worked. Yeah, 
so, like, with all those taken into account, I I liked the episode. I didn't I didn't love it, but that's like, and I don't want that to sound like I'm I'm down on the episode by any stretch. There's just been so many good episodes, like so many episodes this season that I really, really, really liked that this came off to me a little bit more on the average side, which is still fine. Like I will take, I will take an entire season of average episodes because that is still better than most shows do in a season. True. Like I can still say this season, there hasn't been one bad episode at all. Like, right. like, Last season, there were a couple episodes where we were like, okay, what's happening? Mm-hmm. But this season felt, and I think, I guess we have 13, that it honestly, every episode has been just as good or better than the one before it. Right. And yeah. So, you know, as upset as I was that we only get 13 episodes, if a 13 episode season can produce this kind of quality, I'm good with keeping it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I fully agree. Like, I'm, I'm fine with with shows having smaller seasons if the quality of the season is better. Which I don't, in this I, case it yeah. is. I don't need, I don't need twenty long seasons, like or twenty episode long seasons. I don't. Just give me good. Just give me good and interesting seasons. So far, Batwoman has delivered on that in spades. Yeah. So. Um, and so that's the end of the episode. Now, uh, because I'm home, I was actually able to watch the trailer for next week's episode, and I know you have too. Yes. So if, if, um, hold on one brief second, something came across my, something came across my periphery. Batwoman related? Not, not Batwoman related. I went to, I went to look for something. And something else popped up on my phone about Smallville that I had to send off to somebody. So, um, so we're gonna we're gonna talk about next week's trailer, which looked so good. Uh, my favorite part of the whole trailer was Alice just kind of casually strolling in and be like, "Um, we have a problem." Yes. <laughs> yep. Uh, so the trailer starts off with Alice kind of kind of just waltzing in. What? looks to be the holdup yeah it's what it looked like yeah so at the holdup alice is like we have a problem and we see mary and ivy at the dam that poison ivy was gonna blow up before renee stabbed her in the back and basically we hear ryan talking to sophie about that being her plan before renee stabbed her in the back and then we see like Poison Ivy using her mojo to bring down the walls in what looks to be a sewer. And that's pretty much the entire the entire trailer. So it almost looks like the Poison Ivy storyline might be wrapping up next week. Which makes sense because we still at that point we'll have three episodes left. To deal with Marcus. To deal with Marcus, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it'll... To- uh to deal with wake, figuring out how to wake them because they don't know how to do that. It's easy. Just slap them in the face a few times. I've seen it done a thousand times in the movie. True, but that's a little bit more complicated with how he went to, you know, how they knocked him out. Yeah, that's fine. So, uh, so, yeah, so again, it doesn't look like Marcus will be in the next episode, um, but you're right. Like, it'll probably be like Jada maybe trying to, you know, trying to start her plan to fix him. Uh, but it does look like we might get some resolution on Poison Ivy. However, one thing we didn't see at all in the in the trailer, and granted it's only like a 30-second trailer, uh, is Renee. We didn't see Renee at all in the preview, which would be weird for her not to not be there to during be there. this resolution. But uh, so I okay. imagine she will be. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure she will be. Yeah. Uh, and then that is about it. So we do know we have a. We have an episode next week, and we know that we have an episode uh, the week after that, and then there'll probably be a short break for the for the Olympics. Yeah, because uh, I, I, I putting anything against the Olympics is rating suicide, so I honestly don't imagine. Yeah. Uh, so, and I mean that's basically it. So all in all, like I said, good episode. I I'm interested to see how they resolve this. 
if you know they take out poison ivy completely or if she has the ability to come back in future episodes or seasons because uh, i i do like the actress and i would so like to see I. her stick around me too uh do you have anything else to add nope that's basically it all right now just to make sure Okay, yeah, no emails. I just wanted to make sure. So uh, let us know what you thought of this episode and whether you hallucinated a kiss, much like Tony Ann did, (laughs) or if, like me, you saw the real episode. What are you going to do if we get to the point that they're actually in a relationship and dating and you can't deny it anymore? Uh, That's not going to happen, so I don't have to worry about your weird hypotheticals. And when it does happen... It, it's not going to. So I I don't have to worry about it. It's just not going to happen. So uh, so feel free to let us know about the answer to these burning questions, and you can do that in a number of ways. You can email us at batwomantvtalk at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at batwomantvtalk on Twitter. You can tweet at me at Academy Rewind on Twitter. And where can the people find you? At XO Tony Roney XO on Twitter. All right. So until next week, we're going to get out of here because they are shining the bat signal out in the sky. So we will see you all next week, everybody. Good night. Good night, everybody.